0: Swoosh Life Podcast. Season two. What's up, everybody out there in Swishland? Welcome back to the Swish Life Podcast. I'm Gumby. We've got Keith and Matt here tonight. It is a crazy night. Uh, we are recording on a Monday. We normally record it on a Tuesday, but it is Players Week, and the boys are out there. Uh, how are we doing? How are we doing, fellas?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Uh, swung swung the club a little bit today, which was nice. And sixty degree weather in Connecticut here, so that was nice. Nice to, uh, stretch yeah. out. And hurt that hurt the back a little bit, We're we're good. We'll 77
0: and Q sun Sunday. And I did not get on a golf course. And it, it wow. was so muddy 77? and wet. Yeah. Oh, swamp. it was out there. It's hot. That's hot. You
2: know, I got out on, well, no, I didn't get out, but uh, Saturday, I, I paid a visit to Cog Hill and there were people getting out there and it was just super windy. We got into the mid sixties, high sixties over here and it got super windy. And I went and just putted and chipped a little bit just to, you know, get the cobwebs out. And I must say the Thermofit Victory Hoodie performed flawlessly. It's on sale right now, y'all. Uh, and I was worried, too. It's it's kind of that fuzzy material. So you've got kind of that fuzzy fleece material on it. And I got to say, it held up against the wind pretty, pretty good.
0: You know, one day we'll be able to give you like an access code. We'll be like, go to Nike.com, enter the Swoosh Life. And you can get 15% off. But you can't do that right now. All right. Not yet but it is on sale. So go to NDC to get it. But uh, yeah, like you said last week, Matt, the weather's turning. You can feel it. You can feel it coming.
2: Uh, It did snow today though, by me. So we did get uh, a few inches of snow. So uh, if anybody follows the Midwestern meme page, you've definitely heard of the spring of deception. That's what we got. And then our third winter is here and hopefully in about now I'm just I think April's going to be the date. I think April's when we'll finally get out there. So until then, start knocking that winter rust off.
0: Exactly. We're coming up on it as well. We have the same uh, score sheet of like Spring of Deception in Syracuse, I'm sure in Connecticut as well. Uh, us, us, us Northerner folks, we're not in the South, like some probably some of our listeners. Um, and like the past tournament with the AP invite this past week, and our boy, Scotty Scheffler got it done, your boy, me, Taking the reins from Keith uh, and let me just, let me just, uh, come on, come on, play. I had a sound effect ready to go and now it won't work.
1: Oh,
2: come come on. on.
0: Oh, man. You're going to break I'll, him I'll you on you the me
2: golf that
1: Yeah, I was, we'll give you the yeah. golf clap.
0: I have the applause button ready to go. Say it. I'm the captain now. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. It's going to be Gumby's pick from now on, not Keith." but no, 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 uh, Sheffler gets it done. Second win, um, on tour this season up to number five in the world golf rankings, probably his uh, not the highest that he will go this year too. I think he will finish, um, probably within the top three and, uh, gets it done at minus five. So now he's won two great tournaments. So uh, WM at minus 16 and AP invite at minus five, which I think it kind of shows you his resolve and everything. Um, Fun fact that I did not realize until this week, former Bubba Watson caddy, Ted Scott, on the bag uh, now. So uh, I think that's been a big help. Uh, Ryder Cup, obviously a big help. But our boy, Scotty Scheffler, getting it done. Yeah, Still Scotty. with
2: the
1: VR Pro 3 oh, wood. Unbelievable. You beat great. Me, you beat me to it. <laughs> and Scotty's two out of three in the last starts. And yeah. our podcast is two out of four. Yeah, and pick. I mean, so we're looking pretty good right now. With we're not a
0: we're not like a pick like gurus, uh, but no, we're I just
1: picking our guys. though. are just good. picking Nike
0: guys and They're, <laughs> they're paying, playing up uh, AP was interesting to watch. If you guys watching any it, a little bit, the conditions. Obviously, Rory had some comments to say about the conditions after the fact, um, which we can get into like a little bit later. But um, especially because we're gonna talk about the PIP a little bit later. Um, And what weight, you know, kind of comes with with some of people's comments. But what did you guys think about the conditions out there at Arnold's um, tourney this week?
2: I'm not a huge fan of like struggle golf, you know, so, you know, I know some people love the U.S. Open because they love to see struggle golf. They love to see the pros look like us. And and by the way, newsflash, they still don't look like us, even when, (laughs) you know, the rough's super high and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about Rory's comments a little bit, you know, and I could see the, I could see the argument that everybody's out there playing the elements, right? Like, you know, and, and Rory's like a former open champion and he knows about the wind and stuff like that, but I definitely felt his comments because I've definitely been there myself on the course. And this is where, why I think, you know, no surprise, Rory Rory's in that top 10 on the PIP, you know, spoiler alert for what we're going to talk about a little bit later, because he's just so honest and the stuff that he speaks about, Every golfer can probably relate to like, you've probably played on like a windy day and you're swinging it good, but just because you're not gauging the wind that day or the wind does something unpredictable to you, it feels like a twist of fate, like an unfortunate twist of fate. And like, I know personally, there's days where like, I play with my friends and it gusts when I swing, but it doesn't gust when they swing. And it seems like, you know, or, or vice versa. And it always seems like the wind plays against you. Right. So Look, he was venting, he was frustrated, and I think it's that that open honesty that everybody loves and respects about Rory. Um, you know, as far as like the setup goes, they did grow that rough pretty high. So, it's, it's you know, I was big. watching, yeah. you know, it was interesting. I'm watching Scheffler, I think it was a uh, 15, he was behind that tree, yeah. he's on the straw, right? And and he barely goes anywhere, right? Like yeah, about he, 20 yards, yeah. yeah, it goes about 20 yards, and the, the grass just grabs it, doesn't go anywhere, right? Now, him knocking down that putt, by the way, ice cold, like. I had a friend who had Javi, uh, you know, he had Hovland and he's out there and he's got the Nike shoes on. So I was like, oh man, and I know you had Shuffler. And I was like, yeah. I, I was torn about, but when Shuffler sings that putt to make the par, it's just, oh boy, the the man's got ice in his veins. And, and when a dude's rolling the rock like that, it's hard to see. But I, yeah, as far, I, as, far thought... as the conditions, yeah, it's it's nice to see a single digit win for once because we haven't seen it since the U.S. Open with John Rahm. So yeah. I don't know how y'all felt about it, Keith Gumby.
0: Well, I think uh, just quickly, he, had, he was kind of just like looking for a good lie. He got, finally got a good lie on 18. Scheffler did um, put it to like middle green, had about 65 feet. I think his lag putt was one of the most impressive things that I've seen. Like that that lag putt to just tap in on the on the 18th hole and just put it away with par and see what happens. Like he almost drained it like he almost it was dead in the heart so um good to see i i don't know if i like to see people go backwards like if it's going to be hard let it be hard from the get-go but rory shot minus seven on thursday like um which i believe is 65 so to then go i think he said plus eight on the weekend is is kind of like whoa because I don't think he played that bad that reflected plus eight. So that would be my only thing is just consistency is like, don't let them get up and then come back down. Just let it be like slowly hard, but I don't know. It's Bay Hill, right? Like they, it's always a tough stretch. Like it's always a hard finish and um, you're going to get that.
1: Right. Keith. Yeah. I, I agree with you guys. You know, these courses are set up for the best, you know? So and they're going to play their best. And if they're, you know, they're not going to always have, you know, the wide open fairways, you know, you know, a little bit slower greens and their, you know, wet conditions, it's going to be firm fast every week. So, and as the weekend goes on, it's just going to get tougher and tougher with Rory's comments, Matt, I agree with you too. He's always very honest with his comments and stuff about the, whether the course is set up or about other players in the field and how he, you know, how other players feel about how the course is set up but a little bit I think Rory says a little too much once in a while you know he needs to hold it in a little bit because you know I was reading the comments and stuff and there was actually somebody pulled in a comment where like he doesn't really play over in the European tour because the European tour there's always they're shooting double digits and stuff like that and they you know they want to you know, this is coming from Rory and he wants to see harder courses And now he's saying this past weekend, you know, it was a tough course. So it's – I think we're not going to get the dominance of a Tiger Woods right now out of one single player. You know, like Tiger just destroyed courses. You know, even if it was like this, this tough of a course, like Bay Hill, they grew the rough, Tiger still played his game. He hit the spots that he needed to hit to win the game. Roy hit the ball great, you know, over the weekend. It just didn't show, you know, if you're off by a couple feet, you're in what, seven, six or six, seven inches of of rough, you know, and then that's it. You're punching out. And then it just shows that they're human and they struggle as well when the conditions are like that. So I don't know. It kind of, it kind of brings me into are there, this is a funny topic real quick. Is there, a bunch of crybabies on tour or I'm not saying Rory is one of them, but you know, is there, you know, we only see this a couple times a week where courses do get challenged U S open, bigger tournaments like Bay Hill, you know, any course can grow their rough long. That's the struggle. If you're off line off the fairway, you're, you're doomed. you got to, you got to punch out, but I don't know. Is that a, what do you guys think? Do you guys think there's some babies on tour a little bit or that might be a rough
2: subject. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Matt. it's it's not a rough subject. I mean, it's it's a valid subject because one of the things is when they grow that rough out, right? Like you start hearing them complain about, you know, what if I hurt my wrists? What if I get hurt and stuff like that? However, there's a lot of stuff where I, I feel like the, the courses have little to no defense. Right. Uh, we could talk about U.S. Open setups uh, on U.S. Open Week because I have. I have some opinions on that, right? Like it's, it, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, just grow the fairway out, just grow the fairway out. And that way you don't get 30 yards a roll. And that, that, that means these guys are hitting fives instead of eights and things like that. What, you know, will it change? I don't know. I think the other thing too is like how sensitive are you to par, you know, right. like, like how much do you really want to protect par? Are you offended by somebody winning a tournament at 22 under? I, I don't know. And, but I also get the frustration when you, you know, Sorry, my, my, my son's reading in the background there, but I, I don't know how many of you, like, this is not a knock against the everyday player, right? But how many of us have had a tournament in our grasp? And, you know, and, and at Rory's level, probably he's more financially secure than some other guys. But, you know, imagine some of these guys that, you know, winning the tournament means status for yeah. a couple of years, a couple more events, maybe a sponsorship. Like, that's life-changing And then you feel like maybe you get, you know, a spike mark in the, in in the green or you get some kind of like bad break and it's hard not to blame. And that's why, like, I wouldn't hold it against anybody for venting a little bit, but you know, also, you know, if you, if you're so used to crushing courses your whole life, when a course bites back, it's going to sting a little bit more, I think.
0: Um, just segue, um, about, you know, making people, uh, this, their livelihood and getting like you know it makes a difference uh shout out ryan Brem on the puerto rico open it was his like last exemption um due to a medical exemption and then dude just ran away with it at minus 20 uh called his shot had this his only shot so just it just sparked my when you said that uh, matt uh, back to rory's comments and everything uh I would challenge you guys this on it. Like, I don't know if there's crybabies. I think people just get frustrated. It's golf. Like, it's just us at the bar after talking about, like, how I got a, on, you know, a plugged lie on a, in a bunker because, like, someone didn't rake it, you know? Like, that's what we struggle with with Sunday golfers kind of thing. Um, but is there a perfect setup? Like, is has there is there a course other than Augusta that is a perfect, like, setup, you know, um, that you would want to see day in and day out, because truthfully, I think golf would get very boring. Boring if it's always minus twenty, minus thirty that wins. Perfect setup, perfect stuff. I think that's what makes some of the Florida swing tough. Is like you go from like a pretty hard course in Riviera over to Honda in the Bear Trap. You've got you know Bay Hill, then you've got the Snake Pit. You've got the players like Pete. That you're just gonna go from one course that beats you up to another course that beats you up because pete dies not he's relentless and 16 17 18 is at the players is probably one of the most brutal stretches which we'll get into uh, so i think i don't know if there's a perfect setup and i think it's just more about how you adapt and i think that's why scotty won this week is that dude just cool as a cucumber man like he, he, I don't think he gets rattled, but I don't know. He kicked the pine straw in 15. That was it. That's all I saw. So, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I don't
2: know. So my last comment and then we'll transition is, you know, one of the things that people love about Augusta is the swings, the, the, the changes, right. Like, you know, yeah. the, you know, birdies, 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 and you know, this person's up, but then you could get a bogey just off a three putt because the greens are like ice. but the, the key to Augusta is that they don't build out the rough and that you're playable from almost, anywhere on the, in the course, right? Like you have a chance to, to try and knock it on the green. and You still have a chance at all these birdies and they still, you know, nobody's touching 30 under at Augusta. You know what I mean? And and still it's, it's Augusta. Not, not every tournament has that gravitas, right? Like not every tournament right. has that. The cool thing about what we've seen the last few weeks and even in Shuffler's wins, it's a little back and forth. Like, you know, it, it gets a little boring. Like I, that's my criticism of the U S open actually is when you grow out the rough and you have this super icy, you know, you get the guy that hits all the fairways and two putts every time. He's running away with it, and, and it's yep. it's a boring tournament because the guy the guy's got ten shot lead on everybody, right? And, That's and how I felt so, about
0: Molinari at the Open a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, it was just a victory. Just
0: yeah, just dude would have missed pars, you know, and you're just like, no, oh, go home. You
2: but know? it's a it's a fair conversation. It's a really really good and fair conversation. So I, I like that. Now speaking of crybabies, Phil finished second place in the Player Impact Program this year. Oops. Um, whoopsie tiger Whoops. one it's news uh as of march 2nd it was announced there we didn't cover it last week so i want to cover it a little bit today and my question to you guys so we had three nike guys in that top 10 we had rory we've talked about how great rory is for the game his openness openness his honesty and all that great stuff brooks is on there so brooks we could talk you know the barstool influence and all that stuff blake of the year like he does a great job playing it up uh, i love brooks Tiger Woods is number one. Phil is number two. Do you guys think Phil got to number two by tweeting out that he had won it in the fall? I don't know how many of you remember that, but on Twitter, what Phil had done is he said, Hey, I want to thank everybody for helping me get, you know, win the player impact program. And then PG is like, Whoa, well, hold on, buddy. No. Now looking back at some of the stuff that's happened with Phil the last few weeks, it, it might've been a calculated move. Maybe his idea was, Hey, if I tweet out that I want it, And everybody says that I won it and they start tweeting my name. Maybe when they actually count these things, I will have won it because just the mentions. So how do you guys feel about the player impact program? Is it a good program? And two, how do you feel if somebody maybe gets into it for the wrong reasons? Let's say somebody gets bad publicly and that's the reason that they're in the top 10.
0: Uh Hold on. First off, I forgot something at the beginning. We're doing a giveaway this week for the Dornbecher, uh polo that we're going to give away. And you have to stay tuned until the end of the episode to figure out the keyword that we're give it away on Instagram. You go put it in and whatnot. I totally forgot. And so I didn't mean to take away from the PIP. Uh, but stay tuned to the end of the episode for that keyword for this awesome polo that we're giving away. Uh, back to the PIP. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, I think I um, I think that was a calculated move by Phil to try and win it. I think um, that's very, it was very interesting. However, the man can't be touched. He posts one video of his swing and it goes absolutely bonkers. Like I'm pretty sure he just won it for this coming year by posting. Whoops. And re and quote tweeting Phil's original tweet from back in the fall. Like, he, all he has to do is play one event or something and the dude has already locked it up because that broke the internet. So um, I think it's good. I think it's good for the game of golf. Um, obviously, I think what Rory and Brooks do is great. Um, I think Rory's more becoming um, I'm not going to call it old man golf, but his his style has shifted in the years and the there's a stark contrast between Brooks and Rory now. Now, they're both Thank like you guys. We both love them here on the podcast. Uh, but I believe that there's like, Rory's very calculated. He's very much like the dad now. You can see even what he's like wearing is a little bit more muted and striped and classic, I, I will call it. Um, and then Brooks' is blonde hair, push and pee, like out there, he's got Jen on his arm like all that stuff so it's it's kind of it's two different approaches equaling the same thing because you're hitting one market and you're hitting a different market you know and so um, I think it's well done by both um, and congratulations to them for winning the prizes Uh, it's I think it's good for the game of golf because I do think it hits that that social aspect that Everybody's going to, and I think that's why golf has grown so much in the past couple of years as well. Is because they're starting to um, get into like do it better now. If the PGA Tour would allow, you know, players to post their own video rights, then we'd have like no problem. But we won't even get into that. That's a touchy subject. So, uh, Keith, your thoughts?
1: We'd have a lot of episodes with a lot of cool guests. I know. That. <laughs> I know I'm with, I'm right with you, Gumby and Matt. I, th- I think it's great. And all it was, was a three second video for him to take the number one spot in the pit program, a three second video of a eight iron or a wedgie head in his hand, you know, and looked like nothing ever happened to him. So it was, it was great. And Phil, Phil's just going to be Phil and try to win anything he possibly can. He's a gambling man. So he's, he's just going to try anything. Um, Calvin Ridley out there yeah sorry is that too soon is that too soon already sorry oh man some fun (laughs) videos coming out on that (laughs) but the whole the whole program I like the idea of it I like to see these guys get creative you know I do like to see that the PGA Tour is trying to do things different I think they still have a lot to do to bring in fans more with the amount of money they bring in you know it it could go more in, in a long way you know, outside the pit program, but I'm on board with you guys. I like it. I like that three of our guys are in the top 10 and, you know, and uh, whoops, he's uh, he's going to take it again this year. So.
2: <laughs> I absolutely love it. Now when you talk about the juxtaposition of Rory, how he goes about it in Brooks, really interesting. They're about the same age 1989, 1990, but you got to think about Rory has been a phenom and kind of in the public eye since he was a junior golfer, right? Brooks has probably had to fight a little bit more harder bet on himself uh that's why I kind of like the outlandish personality you gotta have that if you're gonna grind out and you know I don't know if late bloomer is the right term right but Brooks man to show up out of you know I was there at Aaron Hills when he won and I've always been a Brooks Kepka fan and been following him because obviously because of the Nike connection so when he breaks through and then all of a sudden it's like yeah yeah I'm the man and everybody's coming through me I'm like yes sir Yes, sir. Give me that. Give give you some of that cockiness.
0: Well, so I think uh, I think it's I think golf is like dog years, right? Like Rory is old in golf years. Like you know what I mean. Being in the public eye, being around, you could say the same thing of Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth too, right? They've been around forever. I've, Ricky was on Golf Boys with like Bubba and Ben Crane, and now Ricky is you know, then he was in the, uh, the spring break boys, you know? So it's like, even Ricky's like old in like golf years, Brooks took a different approach, right? Like he obviously went to Florida state. Um, Then he started on the European tour. Like who does that? Who goes over and and plays in Europe? Like not many people have taken that, that route and then comes over here, breaks onto the scene and it's like a bat out of hell, you know? So uh, I think great, like different approaches on on either way. And in honor of the past week and uh, Arnold Palmer week, uh, swing your swing. And the same thing is just just be you out on the golf course and and let your personality come through. And if Rory's more reserved, you know, um, I think I'd like to see some of that fire like he had um, a little bit back in the day, wearing that flat brim, you know, slightly like curved in the purple and the pink at the, at the PGA and the uh, British open. But, you know, I just like to see a little bit more fire from him. Um, I think he needs that. I, I said that about Tiger for a long time too. It's like, as long as, as if Tiger's fist pumping, he's winning. And for a couple of years, we didn't see Tiger fist pumping, didn't see that like aggressiveness. And when I sort of knew that like 2019 masters would be special was, he was fist pumping on like thursday friday and when he when he starts doing that you're just like that's the big cat you know and i think i think rory needs a little bit of that i wish he would bring that a little bit back but same thing with brooks brooks just calm cool like on the golf course but brings it out on you know thing i think he just did a, a video with, with somebody and and it was a great video um and they were doing like pizza and stuff like that and it's just like he has his own way of doing stuff too like I think that was someone with special needs. And so, you know, it's either, or doing something is better than doing nothing and being out there as both ambassadors for Nike um, and for the PGA tour, huge, 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 huge.
2: To quote the great Kanye West, everything I'm not makes me everything I am. Uh, I'm fine with, (laughs) you know what? I think it's working for both of them. So either way is good. Now, I do want to move on to our next topic, which is a great topic indeed. Favorite non-major tournament. So we're going to chew on that after this break.
0: All right. And thank you to our episode sponsor, Anchor, for sponsoring this episode. Favorite non-major tournament. So that's what you left us off with last, uh, at the break, Matt. So what you talking about? So we got the players this week. That's all, like known about as like the fifth major as we've seemed to call it, but you want to know, and we want to hear from you guys also what your favorite non-major tournament is. So it can be the WM, be Arnold Palmer. Um, what is it out there for you guys and for us, for us. So Matt hit us off. What, what do you think your favorite
2: Matt? Right, I really, I really thought about this one and the, the reason I had to really think about it is I wanted to take out recency bias, right? Like we've just done our f- first few episodes. We've kind of experienced it. It's been a great few tournaments, you know, Florida Swing, WM. We talked about California. I go all the way back to Kapalua. I, I, I played Kapalua. I love Kapalua. I know you guys aren't fans of the Kapalua. So I can't tell you who's really won the last five or six Kapaluas. I think there was a DJ win in there one year. Yeah, I think uh, I, I remember when we Mori- win it.
0: Did Hideki win it this year.
2: Sure, I don't I know. I think
0: I think so. I think he won. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I think he won um the Zozo and that because he him and Scotty Scheffler both had two wins this year on the on the PJ Tour. And that's the only two that do. So, I believe he won it this year. But yeah, so sorry. Go on. Yeah, Capital no, you're away. fine.
2: And then I started looking forward and I'm trying to think what am I looking forward to? Like what are the ones that are really get me going? So, again, some of my things were I this is kind of my criteria why I thought about it. One, do I remember who even won the last few? Right. <laughs> like, do I even care who won the last few? Because even if a non-Nike guy, you know, I kind of remember it somewhat. The next thing is, does it have a memorable hole or a memorable finishing hole, right? Or a finishing stretch, right? Like even now, we like we got the bear trap, right? And stuff like that. So I really wanted to think about it even going forward. And you know, like um, you know, maybe Atlanta with the championship and Tiger had won there, and there's a little bit of history. The problem is that the playoffs rotate between all these different like great courses. So they're not a yearly thing. You got that one with the lighthouse out there, Harbortown, and you got that stuff. And for me, it just comes back to the players. Uh, It really does come back to the players. I think the players is the best non-major. I know that seems like the easy answer and the answer of the week. But the the reason I would say that is this. I remember who's won the last few. I have played there. So I'm a little bit biased, you know, I I'm, but I always tune in to see, Hey, what's going to happen on 17? 17, 17. Yeah. You know, we say WM has the loudest hole in golf. This is the most popular hole in the golf. So it's got that And 18, 18 is a great looking hole, right? Like, I don't know that it's necessarily super tough. Cause I can't recall anybody really losing it on 18, okay. but you've got the water on the left. You've got that iconic clubhouse up there.
0: So you bail out. If you bail out, right. You've got no angle into the green as well. So
2: it's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, I hit a big cut on 18. I hit a big (laughs) cut on eighteen, and I was like, Oh, I'll be fine. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not fine. So uh, definitely didn't get the score I wanted on 18, but uh, either way I digress. So for me, it's, I think the players is technically the best non-major, but if you count it as the fifth major, then maybe I would come back and say WM would be next up. Right. Like Mm-hmm. great vibes and all that stuff so uh, Keith how do you feel about it what's your favorite non-major tournament
1: yeah I uh I had to think about this one for a while and it's it might throw you guys off a little bit but it's it kind of hits me a little bit since I moved to Connecticut it's the Travelers Championship and I knew you were going to go with that one. Oh, really I
0: well uh, I know TPC, a little bit TPC,
1: about you, TPC. TPC you know. is definitely my honorable mention, its the best, you know, I'm gonna watch every minute of it this, this weekend, but TPC River Highlands, the Travelers Championship kind of hits me a little bit because, you know, when I moved down here into Connecticut, I posted, if you guys go back to my Instagram account, I have a picture on Tuesdays of that week, there was demo days, you know, all, everybody was there. And I wasn't with Nike golf back in 2012 or 2013, I can't remember, I wasn't with them yet. And I took a picture of like this is my future job and the following year in 2014 um, I was actually doing demo days there so it kind of hits me a little bit and it they've always had great turnouts it's always the week after the U.S. Open so a lot of people especially this year they're gonna the U.S. Open's in Massachusetts so they're all coming here they're all coming to the Travelers and you know I've worked the Travelers every year since you know hopefully I'm I'm um, working it again this year in the merch booth with with Nike again, you know, keeping my fingers crossed. But it just hits. It's funny to say this, but it hits home, you know, a little bit because um, it was kind of like my starting, my roots of Nike Golf there. You know, doing the demo days there on a Tuesday during a championship week. You know, there was a couple of times where a couple of guys were coming over to hit. A couple of the pros were coming over, and uh, one story is Kuchar was there. Kuchar came over with a son. He was hitting Nike golf clubs. I was, you know, fitting his son um, that you see on TV. Now that he plays in the PNC championship with, with his, with his son. So it was, it was pretty cool. Like I said, it hits home. um, And I think it's the players voted the most likable tournament or with the fan impact with the travelers. So it's, it's always a good crowd. Holes 15, 16, 17, surrounded by the big pond with the big travelers umbrella yeah. Uh it's almost like a a stadium there cuz it's just 15 16 17 are all down you know in this little gully with the big pond and you have just the hills around it and it's like a huge stadium there and it's a party atmosphere and the fans are nuts there as well.
0: So well I mean, and, and to- there's a there's a pretty signature trailers. moment from that as well with uh Jordan Speeds chipping yes. uh from the bunker in to win it throwing yeah. it down and then and then um chest bumping uh, michael greller as well uh i i knew you would go to that pick because i know that you've worked it and whatnot right. so i thought it might have a soft spot i think it's a, a great pick i think like we're already committed to it like two years three years ago or something like that so that when you know he committed this year this year right so when you know you're a good tournament when like you are consistently getting the best players in the world um to it um this one's tough for me there's a, a bunch that i have like great memories at. I mean, you could go back to like Torrey. I remember Tiger winning at Torrey. Tor- Tigers won at Torrey a bunch, obviously. Um, the 08 Master, or sorry, 08 US Open uh, there when he was on a broken leg. Um, WM is great. Arnold's great. Um, <clears throat> you talked about um, oh RBC Heritage in Harbortown. I always forget that one. Cause it's the weekend after the masters, you know? So it's like, other <laughs> like in La La land after the
2: masters. Yeah. No disrespect. It just gets overshadowed.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but mine is actually kind of uh, funny and, and I really liked, I miss um, world golf championships uh, kind of thing. And then taking away from Firestone, I'm really like the Bridgestone and I love Firestone as like a, a course. Um, they don't get back there now uh, much. And that's just because I, I got to go there. I got to walk it. I walked with, I actually walked with Rory McElroy's dad for a couple of holes, which was really awesome. Jerry um, and Michael Bannon. So that was pretty fun. Um, but then, but mine is, is similar to that. And it's similar to another one that Tigers won a lot. Then I've got a story um, back a couple of years ago, my friends got married on this weekend and I had to go to like the rehearsal dinner and I didn't want to leave yet because Tiger was on a, on a Friday tear uh, shooting 60. And that's the Memorial tournament at Jack's place um, between the milkshakes, between the zoo, the Columbus zoo out there, all of that stuff. I think the Memorial is like one of my favorite like tournaments to watch. Um, it was a little bit messy a couple of years ago. They play it like back to back kind of thing. Uh, but I think, I think that's got like a that's a pretty fun um, like tournament uh, to do, and I and I believe you know Tiger hit a, a pretty miraculous shot um, there a couple of years ago, um, and then Jack's meeting him off the green. He's like, you like that one, huh? You like that? And so I think I think the memorials got like my boat. I go a bit between that and a, and and arnold's i I really like both of those tournaments um and i and i like the tpc a lot uh, especially because of the stadium aspect i think anytime you bring fans into it i'm like a i'm a big fan of it you know um but i i the memorial like has like a significant like sticking point and that was such like a fun weekend
2: um well i mean it's good because like you call it the milkshakes right like you call it the milkshakes like there's something about it right and and look i i tried to think about it like you know is it just because like i i have a personal connection to it and things like that and i don't think there's anything wrong with that either you know especially like if you've walked a course or you've played a course like you can kind of you know now they've redone tbc since i played it but you can kind of look back at the holes you're like okay i remember did horrible there did great there did horrible there
0: yeah, how did you do on a? How do you? You've played Sawgrass before, right, Matt? How yes, sir. Did, uh, how did you do on the course, and especially 17? I heard something about posing on it, and 17. <laughs> so,
2: so maybe we'll put the video on the Sush Life uh, Instagram. It's definitely on my Instagram. But I'll tell you, if you haven't heard it before, I'm a horrible iron player. Like my my irons are just not good. It puts a lot of stress on my short game. So playing the world's most famous par three, whether it's 130 yards or not, you know, like, Hey, and nerves play a part into it. And that's another thing too. I think with, with 17 at at Sawgrass, everybody's like, well, it's just a 130 yard shot. These guys are hitting wedges. It's like, yeah, but you got people screaming. The wind is swirling. And I'll tell you this. I I was actually playing pretty good that day. And I did, I was doing something that I never done before. And that is I hit every single par three leading up to 17. So I part every single part three on the way up. And I'm like, okay, just don't stop thinking about it. Don't think about it. Don't realize it. Yeah. You realized it. Nope. Now we're thinking about it. And then the hole before that. So the hole before that you've got just, there's trees. So the trees that you see behind the 17 Island green, those are kind of lining the fairway for the hole before it. And I hit, I like I'm, I'm jacked up, right? Like I'm jacked up. 17's coming up. So I hit a monster drive. I hit a monster drive. I'm near that green in two. I am just off that green. And as you start walking up the green from the trees, you start seeing the back of the Island green starts to come into view and the butterflies start happening. The butterfly, like I'm getting chills right now. And this I is like 10 too. years ago. <laughs> and you're like, that's the Island green. I I'm, Near the green and two, I'm not even thinking about it, so I end up four jacking and I bogey. <laughs> yeah. so so I totally, totally gave it away, totally gave it away on 16. And now here it is. And the, we, have, we were playing with two guys who had been there a couple of times, so we're like the rookies, right? Like my buddy and I, we actually drove down this back when they had like a pretty reasonable deal. We got to stay on the property, we played Die Valley, you know, and we played Sawgrass together. So this is it, Th- this is the one. And, you know, everybody always says, swing your swing, even under the best nerves. So Keith, once you guys see the video, Keith will be like, what is with this ugly pose? I'm like holding the iron super high. It was a VRS covert iron, hit a nine. And I all I wanted it. to do I was just, pose.
1: I all. just wanted I to start that. the
2: ball. I just wanted to start the ball down the middle. And all I thought about was Hank Haney and Hank Haney was like, you aim for the middle of the green and i don't know how to push cut draw fade i don't know how to do anything so i'm just i'm just trying to keep that ball straight as an arrow and i nailed the middle of the green that's just awesome. absolutely absolutely nailed it where um, was the pin pin was front right so as you're looking so i'm in the middle front right that's, that's now perfect. <laughs> so now as we're and by the way, it's a peninsula. All right, it's not an island. <laughs> we all know it's a country, right.
0: Well, we have seen people go down that walkway before. I think Kucher has one where he yeah. literally like was down the walkway.
2: I I'll share the post with you guys, but yeah, you can see my buddy doing the walk of shape because he chunked a few in the water, so he he ended up like not finishing the hole. And uh, I was on him because I'm like, you gotta finish it, whether you get a 23 or not. Like you got to you came, you drove all this way to play 17. You gotta finish it. So either way, so now what I'm thinking is. Wow, do I get so jacked up that I putt this thing like past the hole and into the water? Like that's the last thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I chickened out a little bit. I took my two putt and I parred seventeen. And uh, now I'm tempted to never go back because I could just say that I. It parred actually
0: looks, looks like all your, the par threes. From your video, it looks back right, by the way, but uh, but not front right sorry
2: yeah I maybe i don't that. know i'll have to double check my. my i looked numbers. i just watched
0: the video at the same time so i was just uh, trying to
2: zoom in on what shoes
1: you had on that's all
0: i mean but that was a look back in the day i think you had plaid shorts on and like a blue blue matching sh- uh, shirt at the
2: same time so and and a white belt and A white belt.
0: <laughs> a white belt. Don't the they, white belt don't... controversy is, is interesting because who who have I seen recently wearing a white belt and I'm like wow like you're wearing a white belt oh it's um it's Garrett Clark from GM Golf and from Good Good if any of you guys know Good Good it's Garrett Clark so uh, yeah I I think TPC has uh Sogash to say has so much like lore to it and and obviously. You know Pete Dye and and whatnot. And his his genius of, of a golf course architecture is, is is completely on display. I've played it many times in Tiger Woods' um, golf game, and that's about it. So <laughs> actually, my sister just booked a. Are
1: with you Gumby?
0: My sister just booked an Airbnb for like a whole month in Florida, and I looked up. Uh, we're gonna go visit her probably, uh, and I looked it up, and it's like a four hour drive of like i can't afford it but it would be nice if i could get over there and play golf somewhere somehow so yeah uh keith are you, are you able to get us on tpc Southwinds out in connecticut can we do a, a swoosh life uh, golf trip there sometime
1: yeah absolutely live show we do that we do a live, live show, show. Awesome have you guys ever played bermuda show. let's do a live show during the week of the travelers yeah <laughs> we'll get that one day from the yeah, merch tent. one day one day and I will say that.
2: that'd be cool. I've never played Bermuda. That was my first time playing Bermuda. So um, you know, the Four Caddy definitely put it in our head like, look, you're not getting anything higher than nine iron out of this stuff. So <laughs> keep it straight. So I was bumped in the ball. Trust me, I was bumped in the ball out of fear for my life. So it's
0: it's uh, it's crazy how much how little different grasses I've played, <laughs> how little different courses I've played. Like I don't play anywhere else. I just got my bag. I finally found my white whale, my bag, my travel bag, a Nike travel we bag. Are,
1: we are so happy for you.
0: Oh God. We, uh, I, I was, thought you were
1: going to kick awesome. off the podcast with that. I totally forgot about it too. To it that was the whole but, talk this whole week about the bag,
0: <laughs> but I, I found it and, it, and thank you. Shout out played in sports in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh uh, Blake Sledge, our guest last week, no BS golf, uh, gave me a hard time because I stole it from like under hits from his backyard pretty much. Uh, but yeah, somehow I got lucky. I've been looking for it on eBay and, and other places. So I've never had a travel bag. I've never really traveled for golf. And I'm not saying that's the excuse. I could go buy a cheapo bag, but, uh, but now I feel like I can, and I think I've got a trip plan. Um, possibly I mean I've got Myrtle planned this year um, and then possibly Houston for a trip um, as well so
1: um, that would be pretty it'll be pretty cool to see if we can go down there uh,
0: Houston, but yeah com- never Houston never, Country
1: Club was on my list uh, honorable mention for the non-major because it's it's just a cool course with the you know with the match play but just wanted yeah. to throw that in there
0: yeah that match play and that's Austin by the way
1: the yeah match Austin play, not Houston yeah, but duh.
0: that match play that was course, close is sick and like another one watch out that might be I'm, i might call my shot now i'm picking scotty Scheffler in the match play <laughs> like that dude finished second last year and is a stud in match play so um
2: are yeah, we gonna do nice. an episode on like tournaments we wish would come back because one i wanted oh, yeah, to yeah, shout yeah. out i wish that they would bring back like the lpga players playing with the pga guys like the
0: yeah.
2: like the partnership i thought i always loved those absolutely loved those cool.
0: As, I mean, was it Zurich that has tried to do um, a mixed event kind of thing? There's a, there's a couple of them out there. There was the, there was the shark do.
2: shootout last year, but I don't know yeah. how friendly the shark is with PGA players nowadays. Anyways. <laughs> so as we move on, we're still going to stay in players mode because we got our picks coming up. But before the picks, we have a trivia battle between Gumby and Keith. I, I offered before the pre-show and the pre-show SmackDown. I said, "Hey guys, you want to go at it again?" They said, "Yes, please." So Let's Keith, do it. Keith has won trivia 1-0. He's up one one game to none here. Got a few questions here. Okay, we're gonna so- keep
0: it. We're gonna start putting this on our Instagram so, so you guys can uh, battle it out as well. Uh, maybe some extra ones, but we'll also keep tally throughout the year. Gumby versus Keith on um, on the the status update. So. He's got, he's got me one up right now, but I'm coming for that title. So, All right, Matt, hit us.
2: All right. I'm going to let Keith go first here, okay? So this is going to be like a reverse prices ride in a little bit here, okay? 415 acres is what the TPC Sawgrass purchase was back in 1978. How much do you think 415 acres cost the PGA back in 1978?
1: 1978. 1,400 acres? 415,
2: 415.
1: I'm going to say $5 million. All
2: right. Keith is going $5 million. Gumby, what is your guess?
1: guess. I'm going to
2: do some math here. 1978. Math or Googling? Are you math uh, or Googling?
1: No, yeah, math, yeah. Don't put, that, a, put that phone math, down. Let's see. Math.
0: I did 90 times 450, and I think they bought it for $90 an acre. I don't know why, but that's what I think. All right, so, so I, I
2: got some of these answers from the Morgan Stanley. Chat, so I'm going,
0: going, I'm gonna go 30, I'm gonna go $4,000. That seems okay. way low. What the fuck am I thinking? Excuse my <laughs> language.
2: Gosh, so so I kind of give it away I a little guessed. bit. I did say reverse price is right because you both would have been over in oh! this case. Four thousand
0: dollars is over. So
2: Gumby is closer, oh. technically. Reverse price Let, is right? Give it to me. According give to Morgan to Stanley, uh, the land now encompassing the stadium course at TP Saw- Sawgrass, home of the Players Championship since 1982, was purchased for one dollar in 1978. So I don't oh know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think you have to give it to me. I think I have absolutely closest. give it to. Yeah.
2: Them. All right,
0: but see, I was gl- I thought it was like ninety dollars. Uh, like that seems crazy low. Like an acre but that's what i went with and so wow one dollar what a, a day Alice and and now it's the home of, of golf right like it's it's crazy i mean we'll have we someone something else is happening this week which we will end with um down in Ponte Vedra Beach um and so um, that's also pretty cool. But back to question number two. But I think
2: PGA headquarters is now in Texas. I think they announced that they were moving out of Ponte Vedra. So it, it, it'll be interesting be. how they support the TPC yeah. Sawgrass championship, but it's an awesome thing. All right, cool. The original groundskeepers for TPC Sawgrass were four-legged animals. What four-legged animal do you think? Gumby, you're up first. Can't Google it. Uh,
0: goat. I'm going with a goat.
2: Keith. I'll go with a deer. Gumby is up 2-0. Let's go. Whoa. Within eight months, the goats cleaned up 80% of the brush on the course. However, there was a problem. They had taken over an island. They started to roam. They wouldn't be in their net. They wouldn't be in their, their holding pen too long. They would even make it into the clubhouse. When I was there, the story told to me by the four caddy was that the real reason they got rid of goats is because one day somebody was golfing right around the eighth tee box. An alligator snatched up one of the goats right in front of her. So kind of not oh the best God. experience. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. And then they
1: vented the lawnmower. You got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was. Just, I'm just thinking of like Goat Hill Park out in in California. And did you like guess
1: that. or did you know that?
0: No. This look at my screen. It's no, I you, No, no, no.
1: I mean, did you no, know? I, no,
0: it? I, I guessed it. I did not know, but I, I, like I said, my when like I thought about Goat Hill Park, and I thought about like how goats kind of like do maintenance stuff. So that's what I went with. That's all. I did not. I should I have said like a
1: cow know. or a horse or something. <laughs> You think deer so, eat like, I mean, it wasn't the right answer it,
2: though. But... <laughs> 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 All right. We got, we got time to come back. We got time for a comeback here. All right. So every, every year more than a hundred thousand golf balls are hit into the water on 17 since 2003 closest to number since 2003, how many balls have found the water at the players championship? You said a hundred thousand, hundred thousand every year by us mere mortals, but for PGA players since 2003, approximate number
0: a key sub first
2: yeah yeah it's um, a tough one it's way say, less like, than a hundred thousand by the way way yeah, less here's cool.
1: yeah i'm gonna say two thousand
2: okay uh by P,
1: i'm gonna, by pga tour pro, pros right yeah that is correct yeah. all right i'm sticking with it
0: i think there's only like 30 a tournament and that's been 20 years. So I'm going to go with, I'm going
2: to go with 650. Okay. Gumby said 650. Keith, what was your guess? 2000? Oh yeah. The correct answer was 802. Gumby up three zero. Wow. Just simple
0: math, baby.
2: You better switch to that Jim Bayheim zone. All right, here we go.
0: Don't do it. They're terrible this year.
2: <laughs> Which player? So they've been, the tournament's been, been happening here. Uh, for a while so players championship actually has been around since 1974 before tpc sawgrass became the official home okay going back to 1974 Ooh, this is gonna be a tough one how i frame it i want to give keith i'm gonna i tell you <laughs> so what you try to th-
0: give keith a shot we're gonna so give a double a points runaway? for this one double I mean, points double for this points. one we'll need
2: like <laughs> five questions for me to come back <laughs> which player has the most tpc players championships with three Going back to 1974, what golfer has three players championships to his name? You know, I was just actually looking
1: this up, and I know everybody who's won two, but
2: three? Damn. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. This person has multiple majors. Who's up first? He's up first or him first?
1: Actually, I think it's uh, you are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, Google it real quick.
2: No, uh,
0: let me see. Uh, it's definitely an older guy. Uh, this person
2: has three of them.
0: I'm gonna go, uh, with uh, Boom Boom Freddy Couples. Oh, I, a- I think he only has one, but
1: I'm gonna. I'm if gonna you go guys with- could
2: see my screen, Keith's going crazy here. Yeah, and he I'm was, he gonna was gonna thinking go, Boom Boom too.
1: I'm gonna go with Boom. Boom.
2: So he was
1: on my list, but I'm, I have
2: another, I had another guy in mind. I'm gonna go with Davis Love the Third. Okay, so first off, I said this person has multiple majors. Does Freddie Couples have multiple majors? I
0: don't he know. He had a couple of green. I thought he has two majors. Okay, yeah, I think,
2: I thought he was just one. Well, I stand corrected either way. You're both wrong. The answer is Jack Nicholas, who once said that hitting oh. onto the greens is ah. like hitting onto a car hood. So Jack Nicholas with. Three. All right. Cool. All right. So this one's uh double or nothing here. This one's worth four points here. Okay.
0: I've dominated this game. I've dominated this. I'm just going to pick the same. This pick. is very
1: pathetic by my. Actually, I'm just going.
2: I'm just going to give this as like a, a bonus question just to Keith here. Okay. Yes, let's do it. True or false? There's been no back-to-back winners of the Players Championship.
0: He has True. a fifty percent shot to win this. True.
2: Yes. We gotta make it interesting. True. That is correct. There's been no back-to-back winners. I knew that too. Absolutely.
0: That I don't find fair. It should be three-one, and I won this.
1: All right. How many times has Tiger won
2: at TPC Sawgrass? Dude, that one I did not know. I think he's won only once.
0: Oh, twice. He won in two thousand,
1: like altogether 14. his career. Trick question. His career,
0: <laughs> you were thought, oh, at TPC courses,
1: no, at TPC Sawgrass.
0: Oh, he won there three times in the amateur or once in the amateur, and then three and then twice. Three. Yeah, so
2: one amateur, two players. Yeah, oh, that's right, because better than most. He won it the year of better than most. Yeah, better than most, say. and then
0: he won it uh, a couple years ago. I
1: I'm
2: think. not here to answer trivia questions, I'm here to answer. I know, I wanted to throw you that one to-
1: in there.
0: Uh, I think I think Gumby takes this one, and I'm oh, speaking the third
1: person. So
0: one-one <laughs> Gumby versus Keith. I'm going to do like a little showdown graphic at the I'm end of like, the year. Hey, Gumby. Let's just can we pose like this? Can you pose like this? And then uh, Keith or Matt, can you screenshot this? No, you go the other way.
2: Yeah, you got go no on my screen. You you both got to go the other way on my screen. Oh. You both have to like this. This, this is riveting podcast entertainment. There, oh yeah, there. look at. Oh my god, that's aggressive. Okay. There we go. All right. (laughs)
1: Gumby, at the end of the year, here it is. At the end of the year, whoever's the loser has to and Matt, if you can, has to come out to each other's state. And we'll play Turning Stone or we'll play TPC River Highlands.
0: Oh, let's do that. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I like that.
2: We'll plan it for next 2023. Twenty twenty
0: three.
2: So I'll save in this question before we get into our picks. I'll save in this question because this question is.
0: before it picks.
2: Oh, yeah. Picks we, up. yeah. But this question was really interesting to me because I thought one of you was going to say waste management was the best major. So, real question, real quick question. Would you rather hit a hole in one? And this is golf.com put this up on Twitter. And I thought it was great. So, credit to them. Golf.com asked, would you rather hit an ace at the waste management or an ace at TBC Sawgrass? So, 17 Island Green or the loudest hole in golf?
0: Uh, I don't think my heart could handle how much adrenaline would be pumping in me on, on both of them, but definitely in the crowd. And um, I'd be afraid that I'd get pelted with a beer can. So I'm gonna go uh, TPC Sawgrass because I think it's I think it's
1: rarer there than it is at 16. But that's just, I don't know. I think but want I'm, I'm with you too. And I, I think there's more skill involved with number 17 at, at TPC Sawgrass. And that's, that's definitely my pick. I feel like if you can get a hole one, I think that's the, that's the spot to get it. I feel like at 16 at, at waste management, I feel like I can handle the yelling and screaming because you could just kind of, I don't know, maybe you could zone it out just a little bit and hit your shot, but you have to be so precise at, at TPC Sawgrass on 17. So I'm going
2: Sawgrass. Well, cause if you miss the green at 16, at the Waste Management, you still got a shot. You missed exactly. the green at 17. You're you know, dropping. Um, also, last note, shout-out to Megan Teske. I hope you're pronouncing your name right. Uh, Bet USA. She put up a really good article that I get a lot of those quiz questions from. So, shout-out to her. So, before we make our picks, I think, Gumby, you have an announcement?
0: Uh, yeah, we're just talking that Tiger induction into the Hall of Fame this week uh, at uh, the home of golf TPC. Um, So the Swoosh Life is sending our congratulations out to Tiger Woods, um, in case no one's heard of him. Um, He would be entering the Golf Hall of Fame this coming week, I believe, uh, ceremony Wednesday night, um, 7 p.m., Golf Channel. If you guys want to watch, I might be a little busy. Um, I am in Brooklyn this week, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's weird that golf does it. Well, they're still active, I do think that is like the weirdest part. Um, but it's also probably the worst kept secret in golf that Tiger is going to be a Hall of Famer. So, <laughs> you know, but I, we just still had to bring it up that congratulations to Tiger for being a Hall of Famer. So. Well, um, guess, yeah. You, you,
2: yeah. You stole my thunder on the rant because I, I have a thing with <laughs> sports Hall of Fames. Like I feel like uh, the baseball one's too picky. I feel like the football one's kind of ridiculous and basketball just lets everybody in. Cause it's not an NBA hall of fame. It's a basketball it's hall basketball. of fame. So you got a lot of like players that make it in for collegiate careers or, or, or stuff like that. And yeah, like, why do they do this? Like at least let the guy like retire and say he's on the champions tour a little bit. And let well, him and, let him come out. Like, and what's the criteria? It's like it's five years after they turn forty. Like, well,
0: I don't well, that maybe just 45. that's a good is question. because forty-five or
1: I don't know.
0: Yeah, is it like it? I mean, he's been what twenty-five on tour, right? So is that what it is? Uh, I don't I don't understand the criteria, and and it's weird because I feel like it just. I agree with you, Matt. Hall of Fames are interesting um for like reference i believe that barry bond should be in the hall of fame same with pete rose Do they do stuff weird for the game yeah but did they do good stuff for the game yeah it should be based off the numbers like pure and simple and if people don't like that people don't like that uh, also like <clears throat> the football hall of fame it took I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Sorry to anyone out there who was also a Jacksonville Jaguars fans with me. Uh, But it took forever for you guys our first one into the NFL Hall of Fame. That's Tony Baselli just got elected this year. Um, And so it's kind of wild with that stuff. So Hall of Fame's are just kind of all over the place, including golf apparently, and including the boxing Hall of Fame because shout out to like uh, – canastota new york where the boxing hall of fame is and i drive by that every time we go to turning stone and it's the weirdest smallest hall of fame that I've ever seen. yes so. yes it is yes it is
2: <laughs> so there was an article in 2020 that actually lowered the age eligibility requirements for induction so they announced on tuesday january 21st of 2020 that to be eligible you must be 45 or three years retired Woods will turn 45 in December. So they were set for 21. Now we're here in 22. So obviously they delayed it obviously for, you know, so people could attend the minimum for induction is 15 wins combined on the major tours. So I'm, I'm guessing that's, that's champions and PGA, um either way they should make an exception and anthony kim should be in the dang hall of fame okay if anthony kim is not in the golf hall of fame it's not worth a darn that's that's my official position
0: it's (laughs) wild that it's both tours because i feel like some people don't do anything on the bga tour and they go to the Champions Tour. i'm not saying that like but and they and you hear them like a lot more and maybe they were i just wasn't paying attention to golf at that time because they're much older um obviously i know like uh, Bernard bonger won a lot of tournaments like um, before he was on the Champions. But it seems like he's just gone crazy. Imagine if Tiger can just stay healthy enough until he's fifty, and then he can go play on the Champions Tour. Like how many freaking tournaments he's gonna win? On- yeah, That's
2: but will bad, he be so. like? Yeah, will he That's be like Norman? Like just kind of bored with it? I mean, Keith's gonna make it to, to the Champions Tour. That's I'm sure. shooting for fifty. Shooting for fifty Champions Tour. <laughs>
0: I know that's when my career starts is the 50th champion star. Um, all righty. So let's get into, we're still going to call it Keith's pick. I'm not going to take that from him. Uh, thank you. But, um, uh, but I am going to go first this week and you do
1: have the honors. You took the W.
0: Um, we, um, I'm going to take this guy after, um, he's had some hardship this past week. Um, and I think he gets it done for his mom. Um, I'm going Jason Day. Um, this week is my pick. Um, I think he's been swinging it good. Also, uh, he drives the ball well. He hits good high iron shots. I think you need that at a, at a course like this. Um, and I think he has his mom on the bag with him in spirit. So my pick, Jason Day this week. I don't know what he's going off at, but I'm going to put at least $5 down. That's what I did with Scotty Scheffler, and I made 100 So maybe I'll put more now that I've made more, but. Jason
2: Day is my pick. Okay, I'll go and we'll let the champion go last here. <coughs> what? Shout out to my brother who sent me this tweet by Justin Ray Golf. None of the previous 10 Players Championship winners finished in the top 15 the previous year at TPC Sawgrass. My man missed the cut last year, and my man is pissed, and my man is Rory McIlroy. I pissed that for last week, yeah
0: uh two years two three years ago 19
2: 19
0: three
1: years ago
2: um he's he's gonna get a new spider in the bag
1: and he's gonna bring it home well i am gonna go with somebody that finished within the top five from last year and he's always mr consistent around the bigger tournaments and that is going to be paul casey i'm always a fan of paul casey um, that's a good
0: pick. It is. is a good I did.
1: Pick. I looked how he finished Sunday at Bay Hill and he shot plus 11 on Sunday. So I was like, Ooh, but I know he's always up for these tournaments. You know, he's always close in the masters. And like, like I said, he's, he was a T five uh, last year in the players. So I'm going Paul Casey.
0: I like that pick. He's going off at plus 7,500. Um, so if you want to put money down, that's not bad. I am putting 10 bucks on my boy, Mr. Jason day to win me $900. Cause we're going off at 9,000. So placing that bet, we are not a betting podcast, but we have been right two out of the four times. Uh, so take that as what you will. Um,
2: great and we comments. not only give, we not only give picks and advice, but we have giveaways
0: we do have giveaways. So thank you guys for listening to the end. Um, we are giving away a yellow uh F cancer polo with the fighting Oregon duck on it. It is a awesome pickup by Mr. Matt here um, and he will be giving that away. So the keyword, uh, we will be posting this on our Instagram later this week. The keyword is duck, duck, swoosh post that on our Instagram and you'll be entered into winning this awesome Dornbecker polo, um, that we will be giving away. So, and in uh, the spirit
2: of giving, I would ask this, cause I, I do this a lot in golf works. I do a pay it forward. Hopefully you win this for somebody else and not just for you, but yeah. either way I won't, we won't be mad at you. Duck, duck, swoosh.
0: And obviously comments. if you don't know what Dornbecker is, the, uh, um, Children's Hospital out by Nike, um, where they do some awesome, really cool shoes um, with the kids every year. Um, and it's just for a great cause um, to help fight um, cancer. So, um, yeah, so it was great. Uh, great episode, guys. Um, this was a fun one. I forgot to do it. We're episode 2.5. 2.5. 2. I like that. And I think episode 20. As well, I forgot to do it at the beginning, and so people are going to catch me on it. But we are 2 five. Uh, you're,
2: you're in Brooklyn, Now you're going to let it. I, let
0: I am, it in, slide I am in Brooklyn. I am. Uh, if you guys don't know what I look like, I'm sure you do now. But catch me at the ACC tournament this week. I'll be there, um, and you're, you're not going to listen to this till Thursday or Friday. But I'll be all over TV. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, but this was a fun one. Next week, big episode, big big episode. It is March Madness starting next week, which means our bracket challenge is back. Um, And we are doing a Nike bracket again. But last year we did players for season one. This year it is about the equipment. It is about the shoes. It is about the polos and the apparel. And I think we do some players as well. Uh, But it is players and top majors major finishes. So stay Nike tuned moments. for that. Nike moments. Stay tuned for that. Next week's episode, episode 2.6. And that's 21. And then we've got a couple other special guests coming on lined up after that. we got master's week coming up. Um, and an awesome guest there. Uh, we have a return possibly of somebody coming up soon. Um, so we're hitting it, hitting it hard. Any last words, uh, gentlemen, For the podcast listeners,
1: it's nice to see some Nike apparel come in on nike.com. A lot of 3 1 releases are coming out. Some shoes are on there, some apparel, some vapor lines, some victory lines, and some player lines are finally coming out. So once more stuff comes out, we'll probably get into it and and go over and uh, see what everybody likes for this year. But no, that's it for me. Guys, it was a great episode. Matt, anything?
2: Uh, I will say, Marina. The new color I, in Shuffler's pants were Marina. It looked like. So Marina is the, every year one of the seasons has a color that just grabs my attention and I got to grab everything. So uh, Marina is going to be a, a staple of the wardrobe this year. So thanks everybody. Okay. Great podcast. Uh, great episode here.
0: Uh, And remember, go follow us on Instagram at the Switch like podcast. All of our stuff is there for me, Gumby, uh, Keith and Matt. And, if you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast, go to uh, anchor.fm backslash the swoosh life backslash support um, and help us out there. Shout out our boy Syracuse local Ryan Mullen being our first one. We love you, Ry. Thank you for supporting us. We truly appreciate it. We're going to do some awesome and good stuff. And when we get hats rolling hat coming your way right off the top. Uh, so we're super excited about that. But until the next one, this has been the Swoosh Life Podcast. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things Swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the life podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the swoosh life backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes. yeah. That's what I like. That's what we like. Yeah.